1: Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Dr. Chris Luke, these figures, they're not new, Chris. They're just getting worse. You say, and you've said to me before, all of these things are... We know why they haven't.
0: That's right, PJ. I mean, they're very depressing, really. Uh, they're depressing because they've been uh, relentlessly, you know, deteriorating over the last 20, 25 years. Uh, and we know that there is no prospect of the, the lengthening waiting times for the elderly, for the young, uh, getting any better in the near future? Because there are, you know, there are big, big structural problems afoot at the moment. We know that primary care, you know, our GP services are, are shrinking as more and more uh, of uh, more and more middle-aged uh, GPs are retiring. Many of them taking early retirement because of the stress and burnout that they, that we've heard so much about. Uh, there are also many other issues that drive uh, our emergency overdue, emergency department over crowding. You know, we've all heard this this mantra, you know, if you're being, when you're being discharged from the hospital, or oh, if you have any problems, Mrs. O'Reilly, just pop down to the a e department. Mm-hmm. And that, for example, is a massive driver. We, we seem to be the, the, the follow-up automatic review service for every single other service in, in, in the health system, which of course can't continue. We have a lot of people increasingly who are young or students or people who are, you know, not really, they're not from Cork, but they're based in one of the universities or mm-hmm. one of the higher institutions uh, and so on, who come, tend to come to the emergency department because they don't have primary care locally. Uh, we have the migrants, we have the homeless, uh, and on and on and on mm-hmm. it goes. So, you know, the, 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 what, what we thought things were bad before the, epi- the, the pandemic, uh, and we've had many reports in the local press about people, you know, children being treated on the floor of CUHED. Uh, uh, but, but since then, things have got even worse because we've now heard of increases of the like of 20% yeah. increase since the pandemic in terms of emergency department attendances all around the
1: island. The funneling of everything into CUH after five o'clock that cannot help surely.
0: No. I mean, that is uh, the funneling of everything uh, PJ. I mean, the funneling of all conceivable health conditions into our emergency departments is basically the reason why they're so permanently overcrowded. Other access to our health system has got to be uh, increased so we have to have more access on the part of general practitioners to imaging to scans for example to x-rays we need to have more access to minor injuries so people need to be able to perhaps book or semi-book appointments with uh, for example the local injury units in in Bantry or Mallow or or Grona we know that these units provide a a super service uh, Mm. you know within let's say 8 to 8 but you know there needs to be increased provision of those by employing and training more advanced nurse practitioners who do such wonderful work but we need lots of other types of access we need much more access for example to oncology patients you know oncology patients of all patients mm. should not be directed back to an emergency department if yeah. they have an issue after their chemo they, they need to be able to go back straight to the oncology ward or the oncology specialist nurse or the oncology clinics and on and on it goes to put it mildly, it's extremely exasperating for the emergency department staff all around this country and all around this city who have to constantly uh, review or pick up the pieces after, uh, you know, after patients who have been discharged from the, the same hospital or another hospital recently, uh, and they're being they're told, you know, routinely to come to the emergency department. I, I don't know if people appreciated that it's simply unfair yeah. on the patients to have to, you know, re- reiterate, repeat their story umpteen times to a new nurse, a new doctor, a new nurse, a new doctor, you know, every sort of 15 minutes or every hour or so, uh, when they're, all their details, all their treatment uh, information is up the house, you know, in a clinic or on a ward. Uh, and, you know, it really, we have to move away from this business of absolutely everything coming to the emergency department.
1: The solutions, Chris Luke, are they managerial or political or both?
0: Both, yeah. No, we we need the resourcing of, you know, extra, for example, we need to have more advanced nurse practitioners. Uh, These are, these are autonomous, expert, master's level nurses who can treat, you know, almost any kind of injury in which you walk in and walk out. So any kind of minor fracture of a limb or uh, ankle sprain, shoulder injuries, sports injuries, wounds, uh, all sorts of stuff. The stuff that's done regularly, day in, day out at at the local injury unit in Toronto, it's done so well and you hear so many people saying, what a great experience they had surprisingly uh, up and growing abroad. So that needs to be expanded and that means training more nurses uh, and that means funding the training because a lot of nurses want to do this work uh, and we're crying out for the the nurses to be trained and to be employed locally to do that sort of work. We need to uh, accelerate the provision of of extra x-ray and and scanning facilities in the city so that uh, general practitioners have access to to this kind of imaging for their patients before they go to the emergency department. I mean if you have a patient who's not... that bad, you know, is not in terrible distress, is not bleeding loudly as as we say, Uh, they can often be uh, have an x-ray arranged by the the family doctor Mm -hmm. uh, and if there's an issue then that can then be perhaps, uh, we we need rapid access appointments. I used to run a rapid access clinic in the Mercy for instance, so if uh, somebody had an injury uh, in in Barley Cove or Yald Strand on a a Sunday, you know, uh, they could be referred to me on the following Tuesday or Wednesday because the thing is PJ you know, most injuries and And in fact, most medical issues and most mishaps can be managed, you know, by appointment a day or two or even three later uh, 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 after the mishap or the injury has occurred. And we need to make much more use of of appointment appointment systems in rapid access clinics and and so on.
1: Is there a case to be made? You've mentioned uh, St. Mary's more than once. Is there a case to be made for an equivalent on the south side of the river?
0: Oh, very much so. Very much so. You know, I'd love to see one. I, I don't know whether the South Infirmary would be, would be appropriate because as you know the parking is yeah. a bit congested there in terms of the streets but you know we, we can all imagine uh, the sort of polyclinics that exist increasingly uh, around let's say uh, the Mahan area there's the space there in that general direction there's lots of, of pretty fancy buildings out that way and, and, and you know brand new facilities and buildings going up the whole time I would imagine something uh, in, in that general direction or, or even perhaps Frankfurt or somewhere mm-hmm. like that uh, and I think that that would be a very very welcome development but uh, you know as I say we just need a bit of imagination PJ we need, need a little bit of funding that's targeted and uh, yeah. you know I, I think with a bit of constructive planning uh, you know, many of these issues many of the overcrowded uh, departments could be decongested.
1: Yeah I mean you've talked many times and you put it in your book about how the distress of this the distress of the fear of someone facing maybe at the mercy a 12 to 14 hour wait that makes them sicker than they ever were anyway.
0: Yes, and, and uh, somebody said to me very ironically today, it had to be very well to endure a weight in, you know, in the regional, as they used to say, uh, about Limerick. Somebody from Limerick was telling me that they, you know, they dreaded their dad going into the, into, into the, into the hospital in Limerick. Um, and, you know, absolutely, I, have, I mean, I have friends keep telling me that they dread their, their, their elderly parents being referred in to any A&E department in, in Dublin or Cork or Limerick or Galway or wherever, So really and truly, and I again, PJ, I always keep saying don't forget the staff because, you know, both patients and staff have to be cherished. You know, the staff are our greatest asset and they too are terribly distressed by being unable to provide, you know, proper dignity and kindness and space and yeah. uh, you know r- appropriate levels of light and comfort to their patients because that's what they've trained for and you know you have this concept of moral injury where the, the staff are so heartbroken by not being able to provide the service that they dream of providing that they're leaving in droves you yeah. know, as, as we all know
1: yeah nobody goes to college to be a nurse or a doctor to leave a person on a trolley for 14 hours nobody does that chris correct
0: Precisely. And, and, and it's profoundly upsetting and distressing for, for, the, for the staff. So, you know, I always say when you're talking about these issues, please always put the patients and the professionals together in your estimation and your considerations. And both are equally important as a partnership there, a real partnership that, that, that should be. Uh, and both, uh, both patients and staff are terribly distressed by these kind of conditions where they have to wait in, in massively overcrowded uh, and noisy departments.
1: And finally do you think management seem to get it now I've asked you this before do our politicians get it do they understand what they need to do
0: I'm not sure. I'm really, really not sure. I, I have no doubt that our T gets it. Um, let, let me kind of almost leave it at that, but I, I'm, I'm not sure that all politicians get it. I do say one thing, PJ. I'm forever saying this: the next time a politician comes down to the, comes to the door and is canvassing for your vote, you ask that politician, "When was the last time you were down in the mercy, or when was the last time you were down in the CUH emergency department?" Because that's the really acid test. You know, have they seen you know, the situation in our emergency departments, be it Limerick or Galway or Dublin or Cork or whatever, because our local politicians need to know exactly what's going on and they need to be doing their bit to, to see what they can do to help the management and the staff and patients in, in, in all our hospitals.
1: Chris Luke, as always, thank you. PJ, thank you. Cork's 96FM
0: Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable.